The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, some people love to push sinful things as far as they can. It's not because they're brilliant strategists. It's because of their wickedness. And God is aware of their words and deeds. So at the proper time and in the proper fashion, they will hear from God. And they won't like it. But before the eternal door closes, he may still give them space to repent. Next, watch this, some people hate sinful things as much as is within them. It's not because they're phony baloney, it's because they have this deepest desire to walk in Christ-likeness, and God is aware of their words and deeds. So at the proper time and in the proper fashion, they will hear from God, and he will give them space for deliverance and healing. Get it? And finally, there is wisdom to the Christian walk. It is cited in the book of Proverbs and throughout the scriptures. It's not complex. It's the opposite of complex. It's so simple that from time to time, it's hard to do. Not because we can't, but because we're so prideful and stubborn. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Have you ever noticed that? I say surviving, living, and prevailing. You want to know why I say that? Because sometimes it feels like we're surviving. Sometimes it feels like we're living. And sometimes it's like we're prevailing. That's why. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us live, what, 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, Terrific T will answer the phone, and that's terrific. Keep in mind, any topics open for conversation, because it's not professional radio. I'm pretty sure we've confirmed that many, many times. It's basically just radio. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. So you may have a question. So we just had a question asked. You might have a comment. You might have a praise report. You might have a prayer request. You might have just uh, something that's on your heart. You just want to share it. The idea behind this is to have Christian community 
Christian fellowship on the radio, encouraging and strengthening one another. There's nothing wrong with the, if we, everybody doesn't agree with each other. That's fine, as long as we're like brothers and sisters who disagree with one another. We all have our same Heavenly Father. We all are blood relatives through the blood of Jesus Christ, and we all drink from the Holy Spirit, the same fountain, the Holy Spirit. And so we are united. And I don't care what your background is. I have a multiple I have multiple backgrounds. That's kind of the problem. Born and raised Jewish. I have a Baptist and Pentecostal ordination. I have a, a Baptist and a Pentecostal degrees in my education. Why? Why not? <laughs> that's my, that's, I always think of that Ziggy cartoon. If you guys remember Ziggy and the old uh, cartoons on Sunday. And uh, there's the one I'll never forget. And this is before I was a Christian. And Ziggy looks up to God and he says, why? And then the next panel, it shows a big finger pointing down and it says, why not? There, there you go. There you go. Okay. True or false. This is not a trick question. True or false. This is not a trick question. True or false. In chapter nine of John's gospel, Jesus says he is the light of the world. In chapter 9, better look it up if you don't know. In John's gospel, Jesus says he is the light of the world. If you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can email david at org of which we will encourage you to check out the website because there's a place you can get a, the book and plus audio and video and other stuff. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okay, here we go. Trivia question one more time just before we get into the teaching. Here it is. Uh, where did it go? Where it is? Oh, there it is. True or false? In chapter 9 of John's Gospel, Jesus says he is the light of the world. Is that true or false? Again, our number, 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or email david at he must increase. Dot org. Let's get into the first teaching of this portion. I want to make sure you understand what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a new beginning. A new beginning. Almost sounds like it's an oxymoron, right? Almost. I want to talk to you about a king that was not the greatest of kings. And we've talked about him before. And people say, well, why do you talk about the same things again and again and again and again? Okay. By way of reminder, Peter said, I encourage you. That's why we do it again and again and again and again. Second Chronicles chapter 33, verse 2 and 3. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. That's long. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations of the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places from his father Hezekiah had demolished. He erected altars to Baal. Uh, he bowed down to all the starry, starry hosts and worshipped them. So we have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question. We're going to answer that and then come back and talk about Manasseh, not the best dude in the world. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is Paula. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm good. 
Good. Thank God. I'm in Waco. Okay. You're in Waco? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're a little staticky today because of all, uh, a lot of storms and static around here, but, but you're coming through. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to hear that. I really am. All right. Classic trivia question. True or false? John 9, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Uh, it is true. That is correct. You are right. Very, very good. He says it in actually John chapter 9, verse 5. It's true. I am the light of the world. Excellent job. Did you have to look it up or did you know? Um, I knew, but I looked it up just to make just to make certain in case you asked any other question about it. And I didn't know the entire <laughs> scripture. So, um, so I, I looked it up because... Um, it said, he must do the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Excellent job. That's exactly what you should do, too. You kind of knew it, but you wanted just to make sure. And that's a big part of that. That's a big part of knowing. It's like, I know it. I just want to make sure. I'm going to double check it. This is what it is. Excellent job. That's exactly how to do it. Dan. Thank you so much. Thank I, I had you. called in one day about the um, the camel, the eye of the needle. Oh yeah, um, yeah, so that yeah. Was, that was, yes, um, that's been some weeks. Some weeks ago, but but I love your show. I think it's. I think you're doing a wonderful, a wonderful thing, a wonderful job, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I really appreciate that, and thank you for being such a blessing. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Excellent job. That's right. I do remember that call when you called and talked about that. Excellent job, Paul. All right. All right. We're going to just talk about Massa just for a split second. We'll carry it over to the next one. But I, I want you to understand something. Not all the people that are in the Bible are always fantastic. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Have you noticed that the Bible is one of the, it may be the only, and I got to be careful saying that, but it, it is close to one of the only uh books that records all the faults. In other words, when you look at the Egyptian uh, and you look at the Assyrian histories, they don't record their failures. They only record victories. God in Scripture goes, eh, no, we're putting everything in there. <laughs> everything everybody's going to know. Uh, Manasseh, 55 years as a king. Look at He started when he was 12 years old. What could he possibly know? But he, he for 55 years, he was the king, and he did terrible terrible things you would just think god's gonna just you know shoot him with a laser beam that's not what happened so when we come back we're gonna look at what happened and see how god does things a tad bit different than you and me you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kwam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. 
We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said, it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking, it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? I don't remember being that bad. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. All right. I'm really, I didn't know we got to Waco. That's really good. That's good news. Good, Great to hear from you, Paul. We appreciate it. All right. Here's the next trivia question. Okay. Ready? 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 Okay. Here you go. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Ready? Okay. The next trivia question is, which gospel was written by a man who never mentions himself in it by name, but, let me finish, refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Mm. Which gospel is written by a man who never mentions himself in it by name, but refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved? Okay, now I got to say, I'm just going to say this because these guys will love this. Eric and Joy and, and Cordelia and Kirk all did it at the exact same time. <laughs> Like, I know there was a race. Everybody, exactly the same time. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Uh, somebody ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. Uh, leaning over. I'm leaning over. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
Well, this is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing I'm today? I'm doing good today. I really am. I appreciate you asking me. Uh, all right. Well, by the way, how's Susie? Is she doing better? Yes, she is. Okay. She called me this morning, actually. Well, there you go. See that timing? So we we should just keep, should we just keep praying? Everybody keep praying just that the Lord will keep lifting her spirits? Is that the way to go? Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. You got it. Absolutely. People will absolutely do that and do that to honor the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So excellent. All right. You ready for this okay. one? This is not a, this is not a toughie. Uh, but it's a good one. Which gospel is written by the man who never mentions himself in it by name, but refers to himself as the disciple whom the Lord loved? Is it John? That is correct. You are right. Right, Aruni. <laughs> if there's a right, Aruni, that was it. John <laughs> tried trying to be humble. Uh, you know, this a lot of people don't realize how much John wrote. He wrote quite a bit because you have the Gospel of John, and then you have First John, then Second, Third John, then you have Revelation. It's like yeah, a lot of material there, and uh, no it's just and, and just think about. It. I always love this one thought. It's just one of those kind of I don't know humany thoughts. John was the oldest living apostle when he wrote the Book of Revelation. He's on the island of Patmos. I mean, he's like the elder dude who was actually with oh, Jesus. Wow. I mean, it's just like, wow. That must have been no fascinating, doubt. that guy. Amazing. Anyway, no doubt. good job. Hey, you know, I just wanted to say, since everybody's complimenting you today, <laughs> you're the reason I started listening to this radio station, because I was flipping through the channels one day, and your show came on, and, I, and it sounded so different. So I started listening, and I liked it, and I said, well, I'm going to try to listen to that again tonight, the next day and the next day. So just thought I'd say that. Well, I, I appreciate that. Now you're a regular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have a great afternoon. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, before we get into the teaching, I have to do these jokes. <laughs> it's a requirement. People are like, why do you do this? It's it's just who I am. It's just, just I can't say anything anything more than that. Uh, this one's not as funny, uh, so I'm going to tell you that. So you'll have these are all really quick ones. So get the buzzer ready. But there is a clap one in here or two. All right, two caterpillars were crawling uh, across the lawn in the Garden of Eden when a butterfly flew over them, and they looked up at the beautiful fluttering creature. One nudged the other and said, "You couldn't get me up there in one of those things for a million dollars." <laughs> did you know that god did you know that god was a helicopter pilot uh-huh that it says the spirit of god was hovering over the waters hovering see yeah. <laughs> all right here you go this is i still like this one i've told it before but it's a classic in the beginning there was nothing then god said let there be light and there was light there was still nothing but you could see it a lot better <laughs> That's just so funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then uh, what do you get when you cross a praying mantis with a termite? Okay. The only reason that it's even in a Christian thing is because of the praying mantis line. But what do you get when you cross a praying mantis with a termite? A bug that says grace before it eats your house. Okay. (laughs) We'll stop right there. (laughs) A bug that says grace. Okay. Let's get into the teaching. You got to have to... 
it is entertaining. Remember, there's three components. What we do, it's educating, uh, it's encouraging. It was supposed to be encouraging, educating, and entertaining. Well, any of the ways that it would happen, that's fine. All right, going back to this, Manasseh. Manasseh, king, 12 years old when he becomes king. He reigns for 55 years. Bad guy. Uh, verse uh, six in Second Chronicles 33. He sacrificed his children in the valley of Ben Hinnom. Practiced divination and witchcraft, sought omens, consulted mediums and spiritualists, did much evil in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9 of the same chapter, Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray, so they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. This guy was bad. I cannot express to you in enough terms to make it clear enough how actually bad this guy was. We've never, just watch this, people just freak out, we've never had a president ever in America that was one-tenth as bad as Manasseh, okay? I mean, this guy is taking his kids and throwing them in the fire in front of people, okay? This guy was terrible. So the Lord judged him, and the Lord brought an army against him. Verse 11, the Lord brought against him the army commanders and the kings of Assyria. They took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, and bound him. Bad deal, right? Guy's bad. Everything's bad. Verse 12, in his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself. Verse 13, when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea and brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. I got to tell you that you and I, we have something in our system where when we get saved, we are just like, yay, we're saved. How awesome. And then as the Christian walk goes on, we think, or we don't say it, but maybe we just act like it. Well, now the Lord knows us a little better. So, and then we think maybe God's not, you know, as in love with us as he was when we first heard the gospel. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a lie. God doesn't love you one, not one atom less than when you first heard it. To this moment right now. Not even a not even a decimal. Not nothing. Zero. God loves you just the same. He doesn't his love for you doesn't change depending on your performance. He loves you. He would rather you do better. But what Manasseh did that opened up the door of grace that I never would have given, you never would have given, none of us would have ever given is Manasseh humbled himself before God. And God looked at it, responded to it. Of course, he knew it was going to happen, but looked at it, responded to it, and restored him. And people will ask, you know, because they always— what happens, in, especially in our country, is we try to, you know, be strong and brave and courageous, and you should be these things, but there are proper times for you and I to get to the best position possible, and that's called bended knee. Instead of trying to tell God or trying to manipulate God, oh, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm the only one. Me and Abraham, 50 righteous people and you'll spare the city? Yes. 45? <laughs> So it's in the book. So the idea behind this is 
the best place to be is on bended knee because it's not that God wants you to feel like a worm. It's that God wants you to acknowledge who he is. It's that God wants his due. It's the God who gave life to you in the first place, breathed into Adam, which that breath carried on to every other person ever, and that's you too. You're involved in that. And because he gave you that gift of life, he, he, he expects to be acknowledged. And one of the ways that we acknowledge God that he appreciates, that he's communicated to us, is being humble. Now, again, I never—I I wouldn't have given it to this guy, but I don't have mercy like that. I don't have a heart like of compassion like that. But if this guy, as bad as he was— found his way to the Lord through humility, what does that tell you and me? What's the lesson that we get from that? What do you gain? Why is that in holy writ? It's in holy writ so that we will understand, hey, there is a way to be before the Lord, and that is a way of humility. Now, we're going to, you know, kind of open that up a little. I want to talk about a a fringe benefit of humility that is often not discussed. But you have to understand that as we stand before God, as we make our petitions, as we do the things that we do, as we have faith, as we have things that we try to reflect Jesus in, under all of that is this wonderful, genuine, or should be, strain of humility that says, all you period. How much more of an example do you need, or do I need, than Jesus being God, becoming a man to demonstrate humility, to exemplify it? He became one of us. Wow. That position of yielded surrender, of humility, of all you, all you, Dad, that's the place to be. Okay? All right. All right, we'll take our break and come back. We've got so much more. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So I want other people's insight because I don't. I'm not the only person that knows. It could be, hey, we want to, you know, talk more about uh, current events, or hey, we want to talk more about good places to eat in 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 Texas, or hey, we want to talk about, you know, who's got the best pizza, or we could stop talking about food because <laughs> I'm really hungry and I'm waiting to do a barbecue at my son's house tonight. So, uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff that's going on. All right, so let's get the next trivia question in, and then we'll go from there. The next trivia question is a little easier question, I think, uh, than the previous questions. How many days was Saul, before he became Paul, how many days was Saul blind in Damascus? How many days was he blind in Damascus? Ooh. So he was, uh, remember, he was on his uh, donkey, and then the Lord went, bam! And then uh, he was uh, no longer on his donkey, but uh, on uh, his uh, 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 rear side. And uh, then he went over to Damascus. How many days was there? Was he there? And how many days was he there blind is kind of the question that we're asking. 
Okay? All right. And then the last uh, time I'm going to say this again, uh, Paige, I'm really sorry. I said I want to give this uh, uh, word of the day sent out uh, in honor of Pam. And I didn't say – I said Pam instead of Paige. Paige, I'm sorry. <laughs> As you imagine my wife. How many times i got to say sorry? All right. Anyway, what do we got? <laughs> this is David. Who am I talking to? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. Happy birthday to you. This is Joy, and this is Cordy. You guys are you're great. I love you guys. <laughs> and, and we know the answer. What's the answer to the Three. trivia question? Three. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> That is correct. Man, did you guys do it. You hit it out of the park. That is Thank that's you. that's gonna yeah. have to get captured and replayed on a regular basis. Excellent we job, ladies. You. Oh, you're so great. We, we love you and celebrate you and, and, and keep teaching. Oh, you got Bye. it. Okay. Yes. God bless. Thanks. Good God job. Good job, Bye-bye. Cordy. Good Thanks. job, Cordy. Good job, Joy. Thanks. Excellent work. Thank you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're going to do something we've never done before on the show. We're going to give a trivia question out, but we're going to wait for Gary to call us. <laughs> okay? So that's what I just told everybody. Wait, we, we, if you want to text the answer in, you can, but we're going to let Gary call us. Did you hear that? Gary's going to have the opportunity to call because he called in during that fill and uh, i i should warn you guys every so often we do a fill in it it'll have a trivia question have other things uh, attached to it and i like hearing from gary so if he wants to call in on this i'm going to give him the first opportunity but the trivia question is fill in the missing word jesus said heaven and earth will pass away but my blank will never pass away heaven and earth will pass away but my what will never pass away. So, Gary, if you can hear this, call in, and we'll put you on. I just want to give him that opportunity. Otherwise, everybody text it. Oh, there he's calling. <laughs> See, he called in on the other one. <laughs> so I feel bad. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, is, I think he's ready. Is he ready to answer? Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Is this Gary? Yeah. <laughs> that worked. I'm so glad. All right. I'm sorry about that. Sometimes we do that one replay on the birthday one because it's so funny because they're singing. And uh, it's not that they're singing is funny, but it's funny. So uh, I just wanted to make sure to give you the opportunity. I need your, I need the answer for this one, though. Fill in the missing words. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my blank Word, will never. My words will never pass away. That is correct. You are right, Gary. I had no doubt in my mind you were going to get that. Oh, did you? <laughs> Zero doubt. I want everybody to keep praying for you. They just need to keep you in prayer, lift it up, and it's it's wonderful to hear your voice. I just want you okay. to know that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. 
And I'll pray for all of you. All right. And we appreciate it. We need it. So you keep praying for us. We need we okay. need your prayers. Okay? How's your wife doing? She's doing good. She's so swamped. I will tell you, I, I, I just absolutely, I support her a thousand percent. But I did tell her the other day, I said, they, they don't treat you all that great. If you ever decide this is my notice, I will stand by you a hundred percent. But then she turns to me and says, I like making flowers. And it's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I think she and I have the same birthday, January the 10th. Yeah, you do. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, And uh, this year she's, uh, I don't know, uh, we have no real plans because her her folks are actually planning on taking all the kids for her dad's 80th birthday uh, to a vacation. So we're all going to pour into that. So I'll I'll remember when, when that comes back around to wish you a happy birthday, okay? Okay. Well, take care. All right. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Awesome to hear from Gary. Awesome, 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 awesome. Okay. Kirk is now telling me his wife's birthday is January 10th. What's going on? What happened? On, what happened where all these people were born on January 10th? That must have been a Johnny Carson thing. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, we're going to do history, and then we'll get into the teaching. Okay? All right. So let's do history real quick. History. Let's go Okay, a couple of uh, good things. Now, I happen to like this, so this could be a, uh, some people might maybe don't like this. It is a foodie thing. It's National Hot and Spicy Food Day. I like spicy. I mean, we have Tabasco. We have, like, empty bottles of Tabasco. I like Tabasco. So, you know, it's not a lot of calories, a lot of spice. <laughs> That's my attitude. It's National Potato Day. <laughs> How do you not, right? I mean, do you? Do, now, I've got to ask you, too. Just got to ask you, okay. So, are you like uh, potatoes with, uh, you know, sour cream, uh, butter, chives kind of thing? Or do you like the huge toppings like chili and the onions? And oh, butter? yeah, I'm a huge topping. I okay, can't, you can't you just settle for small with the potatoes. You got to go, go for big. It. Yeah, Unless they're fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you had hot and spicy potato day, and finally it's National Soft Ice Cream Day. Any ice cream day is good. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no uh, bad thing there. And now before you get even madder at me, at 1856 on this day, in 1856, Gail Borden, Gail Borden received a patent for his process of making evaporated milk. Uh, And then uh, also on this day, the 1893, the Root Beer Float Day uh, was created by the Cripple Creek Brewing Company, 1893. Wow, who knew that? And then finally, uh, 1909 on this day, the Indianapolis 500 racetrack opened for the first time. Okay? Okay. That's history. There you go. You have your history. Let's go back into our teaching. Uh, I want to finish up on this humility element. And we're talking, we were talking about Manasseh. And Manasseh, you know, bad guy, but he humbled himself before the Lord, and the Lord had mercy. And uh, the whole situation changed. I think this is what's worth noting, that as bad as Manasseh was, the whole situation changed when he humbled himself. I mean, it changed. And I think that there's there's times where we're thinking uh, we can get God to change something, okay, which just so you can know he knows all of our motives, that's really never going to happen. 
But being humble is a way for things to change. I mean, that is just a, a reality. So in First Peter chapter 5, which many of you are very familiar with, and so we'll read it and just to make sure we can enjoy part of it. It says, First Peter chapter 5, verse 5, You younger men likewise be subject to your elders, and all of you, all of you, how many? All of you. How many is that? All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, for God is opposed to the proud— but gives grace to the humble. Now, don't stop there. I want you, this is in context, okay? So in other words, we're still thinking, we're still talking. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you in due time, comma, which means it's not a, the, the thought's not closed, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. This is all one part and parcel scenario. In the Greek, I think it's one long sentence. Uh, Younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Being connected to humility gives us an ability to toss anxiety away. Listen to that, please. I'm serious. Connecting to humility gives us the ability to toss anxiety away. And you well, why? Because when we surrender it to God, he has to handle it or he has to deal with it or it's his responsibility or however you want to say it. It's not yours. Yours is to stay in the steadfast position of trust. And you're just going to, I'm going to trust you. Here it is. I, I cannot make this happen. I cannot change this. And this is true for Oh, so many things. But I mean, especially in the three, four, five things that are at the top of your list that stress you out. It's true on every one of them, no matter what they are. It's this ability to toss the anxiety to the side by humbling ourselves, yielding and saying, you know what? Uh, I'm going to, you just, you're God. I'll just let you be God there and I'll just well, kind of wait around here. See, in the scripture says God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I think the last thing I need in this life right now is God being opposed to me. Okay, there's enough stuff opposed to me. There's enough worldly stuff. There's enough flesh. There's enough Satan does. There's enough that the world tries to toss at me that's already opposed to me. I don't need God being opposed. I need to be kind of connected with him. And it says this, God is opposed to the problem, gives grace, favor, victory. Oh, it's like, well, don't, don't start going down that road. No, he gives you victory because he takes over and he never loses. That's how you get the victory. It's not you doing it. That's the problem with the self-actualizations on all these other things. It's self, 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 I, I, I. That's all wrong. But if you yield it to the Lord, it does put you in a position to prevail as God is your partner because he never loses. And that's a very comforting thought. He never, never fails. So we understand. And then here's that side benefit, because everybody will go to 1 Peter 5, 7 and just quote it, even though it's a quote from the Old Testament. Uh, Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's what you should do. But that's in connection to humbling ourselves. 
that's where it's connected to. You can't uh, kind of disassociate that. I mean, you can because the principle is still valid, but you shouldn't. You should be like, okay, I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And it doesn't say mighty hand for nothing. It's God's po- God is powerful. He spoke and the universe was. He's got all the power. He's got all the ability to alter the situation or the circumstance. Be it financial, be it physical, be it relationship, doesn't matter. You think, well, but, but is God going to do it? He changed the entire kingdom structure of Israel because the worst guy around humbled himself. I think if we're humble, that works. And it's not a fake humility, and that's something that uh, <clears throat> I, I just want to address. You don't come before the Lord and go, oh, I humble myself, Lord. And then, like, in the back of your mind, it's like, but I'm going to do this and this and this and this. God knows. You humble yourself. You yield. You surrender. Being, you know, it's the title of the book, Broken for His Glory. You're, uh, here I am. I'm a piece of clay. I'm broken. Here I am. You just kind of put me together. You're the potter. I'm the clay. Let me know. It's your will, it's your water, it's your way of making me. Let me know. And that's what the Scripture encourages us to do. We're supposed to—I mean, just think about that. Younger men, it says, clothe yourselves with humility. I mean, as we wind this down, clothe you—we're supposed to wear humility like our clothing. Don't you put it on every day? Don't, don't you put your clothes on every day? That's how we're supposed to wear humility. Put it on every day. Okay? All right. We're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be, need to do uh, that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. 
That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. By the way, a shout out to everybody who was, you know, uh, liking the show. And uh, I appreciate every time that there's a compliment. It's, I, I just want you to know, I am absolutely blessed by that. Okay? I'm just telling you. Just letting you know, I'm not going to well up and start crying on the show. I'll do that on the way home. <laughs> uh, next trivia question. Kind of a riddle. Do you, I don't know. Can we play that? We can play the horn on this one. Just play the horn. Just kind of a riddle. Kind of. Which Bible characters had no mother? There you go. There it is. That's what I asked. Which Bible characters had no mother? Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can email david at hemustincrease.org. Which Bible characters had no mother? In the meantime, we're going to do a Hebrew word. Hava, nagila, hava, nagila, hava. Matzah brai. You got you guys you don't you guys don't know what matzah brai is, do you? Okay, that's right. Matzah brai. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Uh Hosea chapter what are we? Chapter two, verse twenty three. Then I will sow her for myself in the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. The word mercy or the phrase have mercy from Hosea chapter two, verse twenty three is Raham. Racham, the first ministry that I ever uh, went independent on, like had an independent ministry with the government and everything, was called Racham Ministries. Have mercy means to feel or show compassion, to love deeply, to show pity or mercy, to be tender uh, and regarding somebody. Racham, Racham, to have mercy. That's what it is, to have mercy in the Hebrew. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, one more time. Which Bible characters had no mother? Uh, somebody's calling in with the answer because I was just going to give a hint. 
Because it's a challenging uh, kind of thought, so we'll let them uh, answer, and then we'll finish up on the humility uh, teaching. Uh, for those that are listening, because I think somebody's going to answer it, the secondary clue would have been these would have been the same people that had no problem with teething. Let's see if you can figure it out from that one. <laughs> That's a Mark Twain line. That's a good one, though. <laughs> they had no problem with teething. Uh, I'm stalling here as we're going to see what's going to happen as I'm waiting to see whether they're actually buying us pizza or they're going to answer the trivia question. Uh, and just to let you know, we're going to finish up in the book of Proverbs. There'll be, uh, you know, one specific proverb that we will follow the Lord in that we want to kind of honor him in. And uh, let me check with T and see what we're doing. Or is this going to answer? Yes, no? Yeah? Okay. We're just, uh, it's probably probably one of our dearest, dearest friends, I have a feeling, right? Okay. So as we're waiting for them to get ready, I just want to remind you about humility. Humility is not fake uh, evaluation of yourself. And if you remember in the first 30 minutes, we talked about self-evaluation, self-examination being very important. It's an honest evaluation of yourself. You have many wonderful qualities. I have many wonderful qualities. We have many wonderful qualities. Without the breath of God, we have no qualities. There is nothing that we could ever do. No person has ever accomplished a single thing apart from the breath of God. Has never happened, never will happen. All right, so we're going to take this call, and then we're going to finish it up. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Good to hear from you. Good. I mean, I hear you all the time. <laughs> I know. I feel bad for you that you do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I feel great. I'm glad. Uh, hey, I'm delighted to hear from you. Hear you and hear from you. That's so nice of you to say. All right. Now, did you did you catch? I don't know if you caught my little hint or not, but which Bible people? Okay, I probably shouldn't have used the word characters. That's my fault. Which Bible people had no mother? Is it more than one? Yes, it just one. It's it's more than okay, one. I only, know, I only know four: God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay, and they're kids today. Okay, let now here's here's what I'm going to go with. Ready, ready. It okay. was kind of a riddle. What two people didn't have any problems with teething or being young? What's teething? The, teething, you know, like what, yeah. In other words, problems with their oh, teeth. Okay, well then that would that would be that would be that would be Adam and Eve. That is correct, Alindo. <laughs> That's where I was going with that one. So it's not that the other answers were wrong. I was going towards what people had no mother. Well, that'd be Adam and Eve. They had a father. <laughs> they didn't have a mother. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> That's where I was heading see, with I, it. I, took, I look at it a different way when you ask questions. You look. You look so at I, it. That was theological. Yeah. That was my first thought. That's a good one, though, right there, because Matessa has no beginning, no end. I mean, that's a great, great answer. So, but yeah, it was a, it was kind of a riddle. That's why we did the little, okay. little foghorn. My things. bad. That's not your bad. That was I. You know, I usually get a multitude of texts. I, I only got like one. <laughs> well, the reason why I called in because uh, nobody else was answering it. Yeah, and I appreciate <laughs> when the hard one come in. You know, I that's normally when I call now. <laughs> that's classic. And then Kurt asked us one of our texters, "Hey, there was no belly button then, right?" It's like good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job, brother. <laughs> Thank you so oh, much. That's good. 
All right. I appreciate it. I love you in the Lord. Hey, I love y'all. I also uh, kind of had talked to T. I don't know if I need to be mentioning this. So I'll let her do it. Uh, she, she told, uh, yeah, she told me. Okay. All yeah. right. We'll talk about that tomorrow uh, and Friday. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to say nothing. Okay. You got it, brother. <laughs> All, right. All right. Love you. Bye. Take care. Love you too, bro. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Excellent job. Excellent job. See, the teething was a was like the hint. <laughs> see, see, there was a little joke. Okay, let's just finish up <laughs> before uh, before people start throwing things at the studio. Proverbs fifteen thirty three: The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor is humility. You want to just see the just most wonderful principle in Scripture? Look how Jesus came, born of the Holy Spirit and born of Mary, right? Born of the Holy Spirit, born of Mary, and he came through in this humble fashion, right? This is the first, uh, the incarnation, the first coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming, as we know, will be significantly different than the first. The second coming of Jesus Christ will be crashing through the clouds. There'll be glory. There'll be angels. Uh, eschatologically, there'll be some kind of rapturous process, the rapture taking place. There's going to be armies. There's going to be the whole thing going on. When Jesus comes the second time, it's like, whoa, right? But the first time, it was humble. Before Honor is humility, and that's true for us. It's a proverb. It's good to understand. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. Here's that wisdom before honor is humility. That's another element or another peg to put in there to understand how important humility is. I know, oh, Dave, you've talked talked about humility to death. Okay, I'll stop talking about it when you're perfectly humble. Okay, let me know when. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I need this every day. I got to put, remember you said put it on like clothing? Clothe yourselves with humility. I got to put it on every day. I should probably have one of those little wrist clocks that goes off every 40 minutes that says put on humility, put on humility, put on humility. I could use that when I'm driving home because I, I don't do a good job of that either. Here's the truth. The truth is God likes that kind of heart. That's soft and surrendered. It's not that you're not committed. It's not that you're not devoted. It's not that you're not strong in the faith. It's that you know where the priority lies. It's in his hand, and you defer to that and say, okay. And the most amazing thing is I can't believe we don't do a better job of it because how much lighter we would feel or how much lighter life would be if we were humble and did give him stuff and said, here, you take care. I'm not – you're God. Let me know. I mean how much better would your walk be if you didn't carry that bag uh, on your back that you think is lead, which is actually actually feathers, and uh, you carry it around because you think you're supposed to carry it? How much lighter and easier would your life be? I was like, you know how we strain and stress about everything that's kind of, it's like, that's part of the problem. You want to get rid of that anxiety? All right, let's start with the right place of humility before the Lord. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's, that's weak at all. I think it takes an extraordinary amount of strength to take your hands off of something and say, I'm going to trust and see, see the Lord, see the glory of the Lord. That's amazing. That's impressive.
I have a hard time doing that. I'm just, you know, I got my own control issues, which is like I think everybody has to some degree some control issues. Got to let it go. I mean, then you go back to that Job saying, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. It's just having confidence that everything God does in your life, he has your best interests in mind, and he loves you that much. We used to believe that. (laughs) The question is, can we possibly believe that again? Let's pray as we close it out. Father, we come before you right now. We worship and praise you. We adore you. We come to you in the name of Jesus Christ and with the help from the Holy Spirit. And we just ask you to help us put on humility, genuine, sincere humility, that we yield control into your hands and trust you for the best outcome that's designed by you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll be back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, you reach down and The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.